everybody. <laughs> ah. Are you ready? Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Tara. And we are here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today we're here to talk about the movie with the 81st scariest movie moment of all time, which is The Howling from 1981, directed by Joe Dante. Woo! Dare I say, ow! Oh, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck! Um, I love werewolves. Yeah! How do you feel about werewolves, Tara? Um, I feel, I, I said, yeah, I'm not like a big werewolf person. I'm not anti-werewolf. I just sort sure, of, it's like sure, not, sure. I like, I, it's not my go-to, you know, but I'm so this was fun. pro-wolf. <laughs> That's fair. I am. Well, I was also thinking, um, not really for any reason. I was getting like, I was getting conspiracy theory with the plot. I was like trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was like obviously real werewolves, but I was like, but what if it's like this one movie? And I just realized if I say this, I'm going to spoil it. Um, <gasps> You've seen that. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> I was very excited. I went, oh my God, the title card. And then I just said, let's go. Because I think the opening music was really fun. I think it was very like early 80s, late 70s. So I was vibing. It's very much like cop car colors, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's like voiceover happening of, I think, like news reports. I yeah, don't it's know. like all this like scrambled news footage and audio. And but the shit. first note I have is repression is the father of neurosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's said over the title card. <laughs> yeah, I got distracted and I just wrote repression. Oh, okay. And so, and the person who's saying that is Doc, who probably has a name, but I'm just going to call him Doc. Yep. Um, and he's on a news channel talking about his like little theory and his little book. And he says, we should never try to deny the beast, the animal within us. And then we get like, and I think also in the opening credits, we are kind of like introduced to the idea that there's a murderer a- yeah. off afoot. Yep. on the loose and we see like somebody with a bunch of murder newspaper clippings taped up all over their walls and yeah. they're watching the program <laughs> so like that's the murderer <laughs> and as soon as as soon as doc though was like we can't deny the beast i was like and that's gonna lead to a rape scene and so heads up um riley watched this movie before me and so i was lucky enough to be prepared uh for the fact that there is an assault that we're going to witness yeah this like wasn't the movie that i thought it was gonna be yeah, right yeah. off the bat it's really interesting um, so one of the first people that we see is Kevin McCarthy, my beloved, who like he's not in a lot of this movie, and I but I was just really happy to see him, even though he's like such an asshole. He is the like head of this news station, and our main character Karen works at the news station, played by yes. Dee Wallace. Love her; she's the yeah. lead in Cujo. A lot of dog All content. Right. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. So Karen is being stalked by the aforementioned serial killer. Yes. So at the news station, they're like using her as bait to like mm-hmm. record conversations with the serial killer for content to use in their news segment. Yeah. Which is like kind of a weird conceit to me. Yeah, it just also drives me nuts because several people are talking to her husband, Bill. Husband, Yes, Bill. yes. And they're like, brave old girl you got there. Like, yes. that's a brave little lady you have. And I'm like, hi. I literally I made a note of how annoying that was. Yeah, it's disgusting. I hate it so much. It's just fucking. Like, your wife is so brave. And I'm like, maybe this woman shouldn't be being fed to a serial killer. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
And also, like, the way that they're like, your girl, your old little baby fucking lady girl. I'm like, can yeah. we just... Like, isn't that sweet? Yeah. And, like, even just to be like, wow, your wife is really brave for doing this. But they're like, your old lady. And I'm like, okay. I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm screaming into the microphone. This really pissed me off. No, I get it. They are working with the police as well to, like, do the recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 80s neon messes with the signal. They're like, there's yes. too many neon lights. We can't yeah. hear her. Uh, And the reason there are so many neon lights is because they are in the red light district. Um, They're in sex town. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, sex Um, work is depravity. So Yeah, it's evil and bad. We're in bad town. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I I just have to say we are joking when we say that. I think it's pretty obvious, but I wanted to. (laughs) Yes, I just wanted to say it. Also, it's interesting because the killer is leaving. This isn't like super relevant because it's not like a mystery, but the killer leaves like these little smiley face stickers to like show her where to go, which yeah, is I was really like, wild. Is this fucking jigsaw? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, it was really strange. But the cops, so basically they're like on like radio. They're like remotely keeping in contact with her. Duh. <laughs> this is a really long cord. <laughs> they have like one solo cup attached to some string. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like two cans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just banana phones. <laughs> But anyway, the cops are like driving around and like everyone's radioing. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Again, this movie being like weird about sex and specifically weird about sex work when they're like they're driving around the red light district. And like, I don't know exactly what cues the line. But one of the cops is like they got where they're going. Yeah. Which like seemed to imply like they're going to hell and like we're here. I don't It sucked. It's weird. <laughs> Um, also one of the newscasters, this is like such a weird detail that they chose to include. One of the newscasters is like practicing the lead in to this whole bit. Cause I think they're oh, maybe are planning yeah. on streaming live her conversations. I don't know if you can even do that in the eighties, but they're doing something. And he's like, the shocking thing where Karen, our newscaster is going to fucking talk to this guy. Blah, blah. And then he's like, stops and somebody startles him and he's like, how are you Dale? And you were like, oh, he's Southern now. It's like such like, a little thing and it does come back very briefly at the end. Yeah. And it was an yeah. incredible payoff for me. I yeah. So hard. <laughs> oh, I love that. So keep that in mind, listeners. He's Southern and we won't talk about him again for like two more hours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically she answers like a phone booth phone or she calls him. I don't fucking know. And I was like, it's the Mona. <laughs> Literally another inappropriate phone call. That's all we do on this podcast. And like at this point, I was just waiting for the assault to happen. So every single thing that happened, I was like, ah, yeah. Which like, again, very thank you. Very thank you, Riley. <laughs> You're very um, welcome. <laughs> I appreciated not having to be surprised, but I was also dreading it the whole time. Yeah. Um, but just something about it happening like in the red light district. And then eventually she goes into like a sex shop and she's supposed to meet Eddie like in the little movie booths. And I really yeah. hate that. There's a screening room with another smiley face sticker on it. Yeah. So she yeah. knows that's the one she's supposed to go into. Oh. And we have alluded to this, but I will say again, trigger warning for rape because the film he puts on and forces her to watch is like a girl, like a young girl being Mm -hmm. bound and raped by a bunch of men i just wasn't clear i i was thinking like is this him like is he like showing what he did and that's true we don't actually know it's unclear if it's like a legitimate snuff film or like if it's a porn yeah but regardless it's like so fucking scary and because he's like standing behind her the whole time like talking to her but like he's just like in shadow and you don't see him and then his voice gets all like distorted yeah and he tells her to turn around in this like garbled scary voice Mm -hmm. and we don't see him but we see her turn around and just like scream and we see him grab her 
And then this is when the cops show up and bust in. And one of the cops just like instantly shoots him through the head. It's also (laughs) interesting to me that the cops pretty immediately are like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Like you shouldn't just shoot someone. Like, did he have a weapon? Like, why did you shoot him? Like, that wasn't good. And I'm like, oh, interesting. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. Um, and cause so not to be like, I feel stupid, but she doesn't get assaulted herself. Does she? It's just, it's, she's witnessing. She doesn't it. know because then she, oh, right. she goes outside and right away they're like, what happened? Like, and she doesn't remember, like she has amnesia instantly. So we don't, and we don't know. like see basically. Yeah. Um, but also infuriatingly, the man who runs the store that she has gone into is like, I knew I shouldn't have let that broad back there. Like as if it's her fault. It's like, maybe you shouldn't have let the serial murder rapist back there. Yeah, like, I, it's like, I know you can't tell by looking at a person, but like, fuck you. Like, if you're going to be upset about anyone being in your porn store, it should probably be that guy. Yeah, he's like, oh, this fucking woman had the gall to go back there and get attacked. Like, fuck you. Terrible. So, next thing we see, Karen's news reporter friends, Terry and Chris, who are a couple, are poking around Eddie's house, and I do not know how they were allowed to get in there unaccompanied by any law enforcement official, I think. They're just knocking around in there. Uh, They get jump scared by a dog, and then they find all these news clippings about rapes and murders as you you keep around, as you collage your walls with. Yeah, Eddie was like, I need everyone to know I'm a serial killer when I'm not home. Just make it clear. Make Just it. in case anyone breaks in, I want them to know I'm a rapist and I'm going to kill so many people. <laughs> yeah. We got a headline with the F slur. It's great. It's, this I man mean, loves sex A little murder. bit of everything. Yeah. Just something for everyone. It's just a diverse world of murder. And they also find a, like, a very lovely pencil drawing of Karen. Yeah. Of Karen as a lady, as she is, and also of Karen as a wolf, which made me say, huh? Yeah, it was wild. I was like, is she a werewolf um, right now? Is this the movie? Literally. Also, um, they find this landscape drawing and they're like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, it's really good art. It is. It's 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 good. It's That's the thing art. they talk about later with like the psychologist or something. They're like, like serial killers and deviants are often very good artists. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they're like, being creative makes you a murderer. And I was like, <laughs> uh. If you know someone who's good at drawing, watch out. <laughs> Literally, every comic book artist is trying to kill you. I feel like that is a thing, like, in a, yeah. at least in a lot of media that I've seen, that, yeah. like, serial killers are good artists. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Does this hold any water? <laughs> is he right? Karen's boss, Kevin McCarthy, really wants her back on the air, like, mm-hmm. immediately. She's, like, sitting there with, like, a thousand-yard stare, obviously traumatized. And he's like, go, go, do the news. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they like are all like she's getting like primped up I think by Terry is what, who's like kind of her her bestie it's very interesting because like Terry is on screen for I feel like 10 minutes before she utters a single word and I was like what is this lady's deal yeah she does like wander around being really worried and she's kind of like holding Bill's arm and I'm like who is yeah. this li- like who's this girl what and the she, fuck like, has a lot of facial journeys and is just like very <laughs> yeah actively listening but not saying a word that's the thing like she's really in character we just don't know who she is <laughs> I was like is, what's what's her deal but like they get her all the way to the like chair and they get her in front of the camera and then she's like ah and they're like oh no it's like yeah what do you think yeah it's like flashback city they like get the hook and pull her off stage (laughs) and then kevin mccarthy is like who knows maybe she's pregnant and then 
And then he says something racist about one of the Asian newscasters. And it's just like a one-two yeah. punch of like him being a menace. Oh, right. And then she goes to see Dr. Wagner is Doc's name. Yeah. So we've seen Karen's been having a lot of nightmares. And we've been seeing her having difficulty being intimate with her husband. It's like bringing back bad memories. Fairly. Yeah. That was, I was impressed that they even confronted that. Uh, you yeah. Know? I thought that was interesting. And that, like, he wasn't like, ah, come on. Let's yeah, just have yeah. sex. He was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, he's just kind of roll over and ignore her after that. <laughs> like, I guess. He's kind of like, oh, no sex, good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, okay, bet. Um, but immediately, Dr. Wagner, with two Gs, I don't know why that bothered oh. me. He's like, you can't be afraid of dreams. And I'm like, she's having dreams about, like, a real event that happened to her. And also, like, not to not to discredit that, but you no, can no. be scared of dreams. Yeah, no, actually, what I wrote is, A, yes, you fucking can. And then, B, she's reliving her trauma, you fucking shit heel, is what I wrote. I got very mad. <laughs> I did find him very charming, though, when um, she's talking to him and she, like, is explaining everything she's been going through. And then she just kind of yeah. laughs and she's like, how crazy am I? And he says, completely bananas. And I just thought that was, like sweet no, and reassuring it, it is really cute i wrote oh she's so sweet like they have a very fun little dynamic which i kind of appreciate that's like it reminded me of a previous kevin mccarthy feature invasion of the body snatchers where he's talking to i forget her name now yeah but he's talking about how like it's really hard to actually go crazy yeah and it's like the way you're reacting like makes sense and is reasonable like that you're not you're not acting weird like you're acting reasonably yeah and then also not her being like am i crazy doc but like women being like am i crazy and then like the person they're talking to being like ah, ha 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 you know like there's something yeah, nice about it's that just, it's reassuring and nice yeah instead of it being like soapy and like Whoa. right the thing is though that doc suggests that to like relax and and deal with her trauma she go up to the colony huh it's like a retreat slash group therapy thing. Except like, that it's totally a fucking cult. <laughs> it's called The Colony. Like, it's why? A cult. Like, I love that for a horror movie, which is what this is. Yeah. But like, yeah why yeah. would you call a therapy group The Colony? Literally. Just like bringing traumatized people together to The Colony? Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding? And she drives up with her husband and he has one hand on her thigh and one on the wheel. And I was like, you're not going to get there. <laughs> if you are driving up the California coast with one hand, you're sailing into the Pacific. You're dead. Our introduction to the colony is hysterical. It made me laugh. So I laughed a lot during this movie, like out no, loud by myself. It's funny. This is so excellent because she's nervous and talking to her husband. And she says, I hope these people aren't too weird. And there's a hard cut to an old man like doing. <laughs> a hog call in front of a fire pit <laughs> yeah and then like and then guess what it's bluegrass jam band time <laughs> literally it's like there's meat and bluegrass and screaming everywhere <laughs> i thought it was yeah, so there's funny spit roast in a fucking entire pig and there's this bitch in a peasant skirt playing the auto harp it's I hilarious obsessed with it and then bill is over here drinking mystery punch given to him by a <laughs> witch named marcia <laughs> And also, like, Bill will not stop talking about he's a vegetarian. Everybody's like, do you want some meat? And he's like, actually, I stay away from meat. Yup. And then they're like, okay. Like, okay. I don't know if you guys know, <laughs> you guys, if I'm not just talking to Riley right now. <laughs> but listeners, I don't know if you know my big fat Greek wedding. Sure um, we do. 
We yeah. all, the collective we do. Of course. The royal we. Um, when she's like, what do you mean he don't eat no meat? It's Andrea Martin from Black Christmas. Call back. She's like, that's okay. That's okay. I'll make lamb. And they're like, ah. He mentioned, I was like, huh, Bill's a vegetarian and this is a werewolf movie. But it keeps happening. Every time he says it, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like, <laughs> guess who's going to be eating meat later? It's also, and like, I swear one day I will stop bringing up the Wicker Man on every podcast episode. No. But this is huge wicker man vibes like i was so delighted by this we also have another really big midsummer moment and it's when bill gets the punch from Marsha, and he's like oh this is good what's no no he goes oh what's in this or she hands it to him and he's like not so sure he's like what's in it she goes it's good it's good it's spring water with special uh properties but then this woman donna who's like buddies with the pig roasting man donna's a legend um, she runs up to um, Karen and is like, welcome, come eat our pig meat. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> um, she's like very excited for Karen to be there. And she's like, oh, she's like, I'm going to give her the tour. And then just like whisks her away. Yep. And they're talking and she's like, I found parts of me I didn't know existed. And I was like, like the werewolf part. Right. So then there's this old man named Earl who tries oh, yeah, to Earl. throw himself into the fire and like seems yeah. very upset obviously seems very upset he's throwing himself in a fire yeah um, but apparently this is something that he does a lot because like people are yeah. like oh that's just earl like he just wants attention he'll be fine yeah. in the morning and it's like really sad yeah and also like i just like immediately felt very fond of this man no he's adorable he was the one who was hog calling earlier yeah, yeah. in the first cut because he something about his like face structure he like reminds me so much of my maternal grandpa like they look Aww. kind of similar and so, as I want to do, I looked this man up, and now I'm going to go on a little tangent about him. The actor's name is John Carradine, and he was, like, an actor actor. Like, he was friends with John Barrymore kind of actor, oh. and he, like, did a lot of Shakespeare, and he was in the Grapes of Wrath movie. Go the fuck off. But then, he later in life, like, became a low-budget, like, B-horror movie king, which I think is so cool. That's everything. Like, to be, like, an actor and then be like, I want to do the howling. Like, I yeah. think that's <laughs> awesome. That's so good. I read this quote from his son, David, I believe, talking about his death. He died in, like, the... He died sometime in the late 80s, so a few years oh. after this movie. I think he was, like, mm-hmm. 82. Um, but his son was talking about how they were in, like, a hospital in Italy. Like, they were on some vacation. He was, Go like, on. climbing the Duomo, like, days before he died like he was just Aww. like that kind of guy yeah and he was like reading shakespeare to him in his hospital bed and he said that his dad's last words were milan what a beautiful place to die and i just Aww. think that's a lovely incredible man i wanted to talk that about is. him is oh i love him oh uh, so that's earl hog <laughs> yeah. and throwed himself in a fire <laughs> and like again holy midsummer holy <laughs> and midsummer. holy wicker man like also, I don't know if this is before or after the fire, but Marsha is like, gets into this argument with Doc, mm-hmm. and she, there's something that's like, um, her brother's reading a book that she doesn't want him to be reading, I think. Yeah, yeah. And her brother's TC, right? Yes. She's like arguing with Doc, and she's like, you've done enough damage. And I'm like, this is the man running your cult. Right. <laughs> that's not a good sign right. in the first 15 minutes of the movie, or first like 30 minutes, yep. probably. Yep. Also, Bill is just staying in the colony with... And, you know, he's just, like, accompanying his wife to her therapy cult, which, like, I don't know. It's kind of nice. No, it is. It's sweet. It's just weird. I'm like, what are you, what are you going to do all day while she's in group therapy? Maybe he needs therapy. Yeah, right? Everyone could use a little therapy. I mean, this so is a true. cult, so I guess maybe not. But <laughs> yeah. 
So they're, um, Bill and Karen are staying in a little cabin. And like horror rule number one, don't go inside a fucking cabin. Yes. <laughs> um, so Karen wakes up in the middle of the night from a dream of basically Earl howling by the fire. And she hears some animal noises from outside. And she does another thing you should never do in a horror movie. And she goes outside to investigate. And I'm like, lady. Also, in real life, if you think there's a wild animal outside your house, stay inside inside your house. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you find the coyote or the jackal or what have you? (laughs) Yeah. Crazy choice. But also, she wakes up her husband and he's so fucking cranky. After though, after this happens, we get a we get a killer POV shot. Yes, someone watching from the bushes, baby. Uh-oh. Yeah. Then another therapeutic activity that Karen engages in is playing tennis like the rich people do. But they're having their little tennis banter. And um Karen is like, I heard something last night. Like there was like an animal outside my uh my my cabin. And then Sam, who is a cop, I think is like happens along and he's like oh there's coyotes so after this little tennis scene of like oh there's coyotes around um chris and terry go to um like the mortician Mm -hmm. i guess in a mortician what would you call that like a morgue yeah like the morgue attendant (laughs) they go to they go to a morgue to look at um eddie's body and they're like, and he had an animal head tattoo. And immediately I was like, Chang, show him your wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of a deep cut from Succession, but I'm not explaining it. Only diehards. The girls who girl, girl. And the girls who girlant, gaunt. But yeah, they're talking about he has an animal head tattoo. And they're like, let's go look at the body. Which the Morgan tenant calls the meat. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> well, they go to see the meat. And there's no meat to be seen. Because the body is gone whoa like the drawer he was in the doors all dented and the sheets are ripped up and it's like something happened here yeah you betcha you hope Um, it's a miracle (laughs) the next thing that i have that happens is karen asks the greatest question in the world which is directly after a loud moo are there cows around here (laughs) no karen no cows not one (laughs) As they're romping around the woods here in cow calls, they stumble across a dead animal that I cannot tell what it is. Like a deer? Yeah, a cow? I don't even remember. I don't know, but Maybe. something something killed a big old animal. Yeah, and also like it says in the captions it was like cow bellows. Yeah. And I was like, hey, these cows sound fucked up. <laughs> so the cows are scared of something probably. And then they're, I guess they find the cow and then they're going back to like tell somebody, I guess, about it. And uh, Karen's flashlight goes out and they start to like freak out about it. And Donna goes, here, I can tell about batteries and then just shakes the flashlight. I can tell about batteries. Um, So there's something, something's on the loose. So Bill goes out wolf hunting, quote unquote, with the boys. And then Karen is in her group therapy and everyone's trying to get her to remember what happened to her, but she has amnesia still, no matter how much they talk to her about it. So she still can't remember. Oh, also on the wolf hunt, I just also thought it was really funny. It was like, woman do therapy and man go hunt. Literally, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, but also, uh, they're talking about, he's like, don't you guys bring dogs on this kind of thing? And one of the guys goes, who needs dogs? We got TC. And then TC's like running around in a fucking fur pelt. And they're like, that guy's part bloodhound. And I'm like, 
and you're not joking. It's like <laughs> he's literally a werewolf and they know he's a werewolf. Why are they being such goofs? And we briefly cut back to Terry and Chris who are at a library, like essentially figuring out that what's going on is werewolves. Like they're talking yeah. about... They go down a couple of other paths, too. Like, someone says something about Scientology, and they're talking about Satanists, but then they find stuff about silver bullets. And I'm like, okay, okay, we're on the right track now. Yeah, now yeah, we're cruising. Yeah. yeah, there's, like, this, like, very New York man there. I think that you're supposed to be in New York. I don't fucking know. We don't really have a red light district. Yeah, we're in, they're in California. I don't know. The guy, the guy who runs this, like, occult. But, I mean, he could be from New York. <laughs> yeah, he could be a transplant. Also, it's really funny because our intro into this little store is, like, nuns coming in to look at a skeleton or something yeah and he's like you get all kinds in here and then he was like the manson crew used to hang out here and shoplift bunch of deadbeats and i was like yeah and murderers also deadbeats <laughs> yeah true um and then he says something about body snatching and i was like huh <laughs> um but also the other thing he's like it's it's really funny because we have this moment of like important exposition but it's also like that wasn't very graceful where he's like Oh, yeah, werewolves, you got to kill them with silver bullets or fire. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> write that down. Write that down. But, yeah, they, like, can grow back their limbs and shit. And they can't mm-hmm. die unless you kill them right. Remember that. Oh, and then we have another Bill being a vegetarian moment, which is when I wrote that, my big fat Greek wedding joke about I'll make lamb. <laughs> yeah, because while he's hunting with the boys, Bill catches a rabbit. And yeah. Marsha's brother, TC, says he should bring it to Marsha and she can like prepare it and cook it for him because he's a vegetarian. He doesn't know what to do. Um, so he brings the rabbit to Marsha and as she's preparing the rabbit, she starts to kiss him and he says, no, 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 my wife. Um, so he shoves <laughs> her off and he leaves. I could do, I could do better. My wife. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. My wa- well, my great success was really bad and I'm really had ashamed to, of it. I couldn't have people think I can't do a good Borat impression. <laughs> Also, like, she cuts something off the rabbit and throws it at Bill. And I'm sure it's the foot. But, like, it just looks like it's supposed to be balls. And I'm like, do rabbits just have giant balls? Like, there's no way. So he leaves and he's heading back to his cabin. But on the way there, he gets attacked by something and bitten by something. Uh, It's just, it's a lot of fun. Oh, and we see him in shadow. And I was like, we're going to get a shadow transformation. And we don't. And I was so disappointed. Aw. Um, but it's okay. Oh, but then they, he like stumbles up to the cabin, like injured. Right. Um, which is why we get that shadow thing. Cause he's like making his way over and they take him to, um, the doctor, Dr. Wagner. They take him to Dr. Wagner and Dr. Wagner injects him with this like big ass needle. And I was like, Oh, werewolf antidote. Like, no, no, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they inject yeah. him with something. They're like talking about werewolves, but they're not, they're like talking about the duality of man or something. And it's like the beast lives inside us like Jekyll and Hyde or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, a werewolf. <laughs> it cuts to Terry and Chris and they're watching just like a lot of werewolf content, which like anytime we cut to them or one of them, yeah. there's some werewolf <laughs> reference going on. I think that's really funny. Like, it's there's so just funny. so much content about wolves that they consume. Yeah. There's one point where uh, Chris is reading Howl, which I thought was so yes! funny. I got so excited because I was like, oh, he's reading Howl. Like it's this, the, it's like the late 70s, the early 80s. And then I was like, wait a minute. And he's reading Howl. But we cut to them because Karen has called Terry and is asking her to come and meet her up at the colony, as it were. Because, her, you know, her husband was attacked. She's getting weird vibes. She wants her friend yeah. to come up. But basically, uh, Terry gets there and she brings like a little picnic for um, her and Karen and Bill. Um, and she's like, oh, shit, no veggies. 
Bill, I'm sorry, you're a vegetarian. And then he's just eating a whole leg of meat. He's like licking the bone. He's like, he's like scrum diddly umptious. And he's like, don't worry, if I get hungry enough, I'll eat anything. And I'm like, if you stay away from meat that hard that you have to mention it at least four times before you're gonna vom. Except that he's not because he's a werewolf. And Karen like doesn't say anything about it. Yeah. Like, They're ah. like, oh, okay. Like I feel like if my husband was like very suddenly eating meat after like very a very long time of not doing so, I would be like, oh, why? And like <laughs> if he's just casual about not eating meat, he mentions it too many times. It's his personality. But that's not the only way in which he's being weird. He's also being, like, pretty cagey about the attack, like, when Karen tries to ask him about it. Um, And it's an interesting, like, role reversal of, like, something traumatic having happened to him and now him not wanting to talk to her about it. And I thought that was an interesting role reversal. And then also she tries to sleep with him at this point. Right. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh. Yeah. He also kind of implies that he has whiskey dick. (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, you know, that could be a lie or it could be he's drinking to cope. That's so fascinating. I didn't even fucking think of that. Um, and she's like, oh, our timing is so rotten. But yeah. it's like... <laughs> like, why can't we be traumatized at the same time instead <laughs> yeah. of alternating windows? But then she has a nightmare. She has about 1,500 nightmares in this film, which like fair. It's just they show a lot of them. No, it's it's kind of excessive. But she this time the nightmare is like about group therapy. Mm-hmm. Um. And so she's like, well, she's sitting like in a f- in the middle of a circle of them, which I don't know if that was how it was in group therapy. I think it was. It was weird. She's dreaming about therapy and everyone's kind of like, what did you see, Karen? What happened, Karen? 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 Like, what happened, Karen? Ha! Ah. Like, but it's it got like a little jello. She's like being lit in like red and blue. Oh, yeah. I got excited. Jello, baby. It's jello, baby. <laughs> so she wakes up from that nightmare and Bill is not in the bed with her. And we see where Bill is, uh, which is uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he uh, meets up with Marsha at a bonfire where they strip strip entirely nude. Well, we assume he's entirely nude because we see her whole naked body and all of his private parts are like artfully covered by the fire pit, uh, which is typical, but also hilarious. It is so funny because it's like, whoa, full frontal. And then it's like, but you don't get to see penis, which like I didn't want to. But like, I also didn't want to see naked vagina either. Leave her alone. It's like the blocking had to be so intentional so that like the sticks from the fire were covering his butt crack. And I just thought it was so funny. No, it's hilarious. Um, Also, they have sex just right on the ground. And I was like, she's going to get an infection. No fucking way. Bugs, dirt, sticks. I don't think so. It's and But then also as they have sex, the wolves around them are all howling. And I was like, um, la da da do. Like the fucking little, it's, it's, it's literally the like fucking, I don't remember like the. Oh yeah. 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 It's that shit. Midsummer, also very anyway. wicker man that's so wicker man like singing yeah. while people are fucking <laughs> i love that oh but while they're having sex guess what she does baby well i guess he's already been bitten she like licks his werewolf bite it's so gross yeah and they both get wolfy their little fangs come out they don't go full wolf because that would be like now while they're having sex ew yeah they just get like kind of hairy and they get some claws and their teeth turn into wolf teeth that's pretty much the extent of what we see. 
But also we get this like animated wolf sex moment. It's so weird. Yes, because I was just thinking about how like, oh, this looks really good. Like these effects are great. And then they cut to like a faraway wide shot and they're like fuzzy and it looks so weird. And I was like, why'd you do that? It was so like, we didn't need to see it. We know they're having sex. Yeah. And like the close up looked good. Just stay yeah, there. Exactly. Weird. Oh, but Terry heard some howling outside and she recorded it. Queen. Smart go off but she's walking around in the um in like the woods around the colony and she's standing somewhere and she's like looking off in the distance and she like freezes and i think she has the picture she holds it up and the landscape they found in eddie quist's apartment they find out his name is eddie quist um is like this place that she's looking at she like holds it up and it's a match yeah so terry continues snooping around the forest and she happens upon this like cabin essentially and she runs into bones which she is does. Very she... Texas chainsaw. Yeah. Oh my God. Cindy, this is bones. Tara, my notes say Cindy, these are bones. <laughs> Let's fucking go. That's the very next thing I'd written down is Cindy, these are bones. See, I feel like finally I'm knowing you back. Like, cause you kept being like, Tara's gonna love this. But finally, like, <laughs> well, I mean, the Kim Kardashian thing was it's just a, a scary movie quote. <laughs> But yeah, she's like, oh, creepy cabin. Let me run in there. And like, I know she's trying to document things, but it's like, mama. But like, where you never want to find yourself is in an empty cabin going, hello. <laughs> like, that's not where you want to exactly. be. With like animal pelts everywhere. Yes. Oh, yeah. And when she bumps into the bones, there's like a little synth flare. It's it's literally like directly a shot from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like oh my God. bumping into bones and the music going, Wee! yeah also there's just a cutout of boobs on the wall it's just more like rape paraphernalia and like yeah. pornography and smiley face stickers and bones and pelts yeah 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 yeah. but also she like something like it's something's there basically yeah because there's like what it's like you hear like growling basically mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. breathing it's alarming to say the least i don't know does she like get does she crash through a window like what does she do um, so a werewolf arm just like busts through the wall right. and like claws at her. It's like the classic like arm reach around and like yeah, clawing yeah, at yeah. her chest. And this was when I thought the thing was going to be like we only get glimpses of the wolf, you know? Yeah. There's another movie I've mentioned at least a couple of times on the podcast, but the ritual where like you just see glimpses of the creature like through the woods and like at the very end you see the whole thing and it's like, wow, Ooh. that's what we've been looking at. Ah, I love that. I mean, it's just, I just think that makes it so freaky and scary to like oh, be totally. imagining like what you think it is. And yeah. then often like the payoff is not as good as what you imagine. Right. So I feel like that's risky. Yeah, that's true. But it's pretty scary. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I don't know exactly how she executes it, but Terry does this amazing, like, badass roll, and she grabs an axe, like, as she's, like, rolling out a door or something. It's so good. It's awesome. The very action girl of her. Oh, yeah, I wrote the wolf costume's, like, pretty decent. Yeah. (laughs) We don't see the whole wolf yet, I don't think. Just the arm. Just the arm, but it's a good arm. What does she do with that hatchet? Or, you said axe. What does she do with that axe, Tara? She chops off that wolf arm, baby. I literally, I like gasped. I was like, holy shit, someone's not going to have an arm. 
Yeah. Oh, you're right. Duh. I was I'm like, so we're going to know who the werewolf is. As if like, I guess we were already supposed to know because we had seen him like skulking around. But I was still very like, ooh. No. But it's not, what's so cool is the wolf arms on the ground and then it turns back into a human arm. I was literally, I was smiling so big. My cheeks hurt. Like that was just so awesome. So fucking cool. And it's like such a small thing, but it was really one of those moments where I was just like, I love movies. Like, yeah. How, how cool are movies, Tara? No, so cool. Come on. Like that wolf arm turning into a human arm. I was like, hell yeah, cinema. Absolutely. I loved it. Um, and this is a roundabout when I realized I was like falling asleep and I was like, this is not a good moment to be falling asleep. Like this movie is so cool and so exhilarating. I was just really tired. That's fair. (laughs) Um, but the last note I wrote, cause Terry runs off obviously. Which is so fucking cool. Like the friend gets away. Yeah. Like that would have been such an easy place. Like just kill her off. Oh, totally. That would make sense. Like she, like not to be awful, but like she would be expendable in that way as like the friend of the main character. Again, no, and it's woman pain instead of man pain this yeah, time. Absolutely. Right. And it was just like so unexpected. Yeah, no, I was so excited. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, and she gets into like Doc's office, basically. Um, and she's like flattened up against the door. And I was like, she has a cute outfit on. <laughs> she did have a cute outfit on. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> and she's just like crying and like calling her boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, She's a really fantastic actor. Like she's really good. She's so good. She's so dropped in in the beginning that we were like, "Who is this woman? We need to know who she is." Like she's yes. that good. Like she has something to say. Let her speak. Yeah. Hello. Like who is this woman? I want to know everything about her. Um. I don't know why I had to be British for we that. Must put a stop to the culture that silences women. <laughs> you gotta keep me slapping my notebook in. That was so funny. Holy shit, that Fuck hurt my patriarchy. hand. <laughs> and they were tossing me the car keys. Fuck the patriarchy. Keychain. Give him a little something. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. I love him. <laughs> okay, sorry. Ah, candle. Okay, I'm done. Candle. <laughs> Fuck, no. <laughs> okay, so. My firearm um, is my friend. <laughs> Two aerial women die in podcast recording. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jesus. So Terry's calling Chris on the phone and we see a little werewolf hand come up and like press record on an answering machine. I was so confused by that, Tara. Am I stupid or like were you also confused? No, because I thought this was good. Well, I guess it kind of is a thing later because it looked like he was pressing play. And I was like thinking maybe it was going to be like a recording of Chris and Chris was going to be dead. Like, and it turns out later, it seems like the werewolf was recording the audio on the phone or in the room. What confused me was that I thought that was her hand. And I was like, is she turning into a werewolf right now? And like, I rewound it a couple times and I couldn't figure out who that was. Especially because she's on the phone and then the answering machine is somehow like not within her sight. Or maybe it's yeah. not an answering machine. Maybe it's a tape recorder. Oh, it might be that. But either way, it's not her hand. It's. Um... Yeah, it was not. It's no. There are some things in this movie that aren't executed in a way that's very clear. There were some things at the end that I was a little confused about. And then like it started to make sense as it went on. But that was frustrating. It wasn't that bad. But it's like the, every once in a while you spend a couple minutes being like, huh? Yeah. Oh, I was about to keep going with this scene, but there is an important intercut before 
um, where we cut to Karen waking up from another nightmare, if you can mm-hmm. believe it. <laughs> uh, she's asleep for so much of this film. Mood. But she wakes up. Me, I was asleep for so much of this film. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wasn't. I was awake, I promise. I went to bed when I realized I wasn't going to make it. She wakes up and she sees that Bill has these claw marks on his back. Mm -hmm, And he's like, mm -hmm. oh, they're from when I was attacked by the animal. And she's like, no, those were not there before. Um, And she thinks this has something to do with Marsha. And she says, well, she walks by you like a bitch in heat, which leads to him slapping her across the face. I was shocked. No, it's crazy, especially because the thing I wrote was like, oh, does he not remember or is he like gaslighting her? And then I was like, well, if he hit her <laughs> and he slapped the shit yeah, out of her, it's it's and she and she justifiably is like horrified and upset and runs out. Um, yeah, like, good for her immediately being like, she's like, I'm calling yeah. Chris to come pick me up. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but I'm yeah. going over here. But also it's interesting because they're fighting as she gets about. So she's like, you don't you have no backbone and whatever. And they're fighting and he hits her. But at one point she he yells, um you don't know what it's like. And she's like, I don't want to know. And I think that's when she leaves. But I'm like, what is he talking about? I guess being a werewolf. Yeah. But it's so odd because she's like, I don't want to know what it's like. And I'm like, what, what conversation are you having? <laughs> Something that doesn't actually matter, but that I was hung up on for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this, then we see the phone call that Chris is having with Terry, which is also when we see Chris reading Howl, which I think is yeah. amazing. And he's watching a wolf cartoon on the TV. There's so much wolf content. It's like exhaust. And he's like watching it kind of intently while on the phone with his girlfriend who's like about to die. It's like a fucking like Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Too. Yeah. It's like- <laughs> and it's like a sheep getting trapped by like, it's like get like nails are trapping the sheep in place. It's not like violent. It's they're you know surrounding it and everything but it's like like, i'm studying the lore (laughs) literally um but also while they're on the phone terry is like doc has to be a part of this yeah and i was like oh excellent point but also they're talking and she's like all right don't hang up like i'm gonna go figure this out and they don't know the wolf is in there obviously um and um she goes like it sure is good to hear your voice and like that hurt me because they're a cute couple like we get these little sweet moments between them also, he's wearing a Clotta ring. Um, yeah. And he's wearing it the right way. Like, Yeah, like his heart is taken. Yeah. So this is for people who aren't Irish. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> um, for people who aren't Irish and don't understand Belfast. <laughs> but okay, so there are these things called the Clotta ring. And you've probably seen them. It's like a little heart with a crown on its head and two hands are holding the heart. And like, that's the ring. And if you're single, you wear it with the heart pointing away from you. Like, so if it's on your hand, the heart is pointing like towards your fingertips, which means your heart is like open. And if you're wearing it with the crown pointing towards your fingertips, it means that your heart is like closed and taken and it's like protected. And I think that's sweet. Um, yeah. And he's wearing it the right way. I was like, he's going to be wearing it wrong. And he wasn't. And so My I mom excited. has a clotter ring that she wears yeah. on her Aww. ring finger. If you can believe it. Why did I say that? No, you're right. <laughs> But you, I'm, I think you were going to indicate that she wears the right way, probably. Yeah, right, yeah. Guys, Riley's mom's not single, so don't even fucking try it. My mom's taken. Sorry, <laughs> losers. Oh, but also they're on the phone, and she's like, all right, don't, like, hang up or anything. But he's like, I won't. I'll get the police there as soon as possible. But I'm like, how? Hey, Chris, you could do that faster if you hung up the phone. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Um, And, like, I realize they don't think she's in immediate danger, but, like, dude, you're in a, the office of a man you think is involved in a fucking werewolf, like, murder scheme call cops and it's like when they're i think it's when they're talking about the cops there's like a short little cut to the sheriff and he's like eating wolf chili and i just thought that was so funny like the oh i didn't see that brand chili on it jesus christ it's just like a silly little cut but i had to write down the wolf chili 
No, that's really funny. But basically, Terry starts to go through the file cabinet because Chris tells her to. Because she's like distraught, understandably. But I'm like... Right. A little annoyed that her boyfriend has to be like, check the file cabinet. Like, we already know she's a good reporter, but like, yeah. whatever. She's shaken up. I get it. So she's looking through the files and she goes to Q for Quist and she's like, Marsha Quist, TC Quist, Eddie Quist. And I was like, dun dun. So she pulls out the file for Eddie Quist and we just see this nasty ass wolf hand like come and take the file out of her hand. And Eddie said, that's actually a HIPAA violation, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I the way I gasped was like embarrassing like I was oh. so startled by that wolf hand uh, the next note I have is wolf is dot 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 horrible to look at <laughs> it's like literally like my notes like cut off like I was like filing cab I was like in the middle of a sentence and I go yeah. wolf hand <laughs> <laughs> it's so upsetting I was so startled oh it's just not it's just not what you're expecting to see no of course not um it also just like doesn't like it looks like a fucking werewolf but it just doesn't look like how i would expect where like they have really long ears yeah like they just everything about these werewolves is so long they kind of remind me of like the rabbit from donnie darko oh yeah like they look like Absolutely. that to me and then she gets slapped across the face by the wolf head which was like a little funny but also upsetting just like to see a yeah. wolf slap a woman um <laughs> And this is when I got sad because I was like, oh, there's no way she gets away twice. Yeah. And her boyfriend's going to hear her die on the phone. Like, it's not in the cards. And I was right. The werewolf Eddie picks up Terry and is crushing her. And we can hear her bones cracking and popping. Yeah. And she's like sobbing. It's horrible. And I think he bites her in like the jugular area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, it's, it's a shot of her feet and she's like kicking, kicking, kicking. And then yeah. you just see her feet go limp. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn it. Yeah. And she puts up a good fight. Like she blinds him with the doctor light at one point. But I, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, the wolf is sensitive to light. But he's not. He just, like I thought that was going to do it. I was like, she did it again. Yeah. Yeah. I was so excited. But she did not. Um, and meanwhile, Chris um, has... I think he hears some commotion, basically. He's like, I got to get over there. And because probably at some point also he got a phone call from Karen being like, my husband hit me. Can you come? Oh, yeah. So I think, like he's like, I better get up there. Yeah, I think he's on the phone with the cops and then um, or maybe uh, he's on his way up and he stops at the fucking occult bookstore. Because yeah. Earlier, the bookstore man has these fucking silver bullets that like somebody ordered and never picked up or something. Yeah. And so Chris comes and takes them. And this guy's like crazy fuck. Um, but also he's like, wait a minute, I have to take those to a jeweler so I can know how much to charge you. And I'm like, this guy's crazy. You don't know how much things cost in your own fucking store. <laughs> like you special order these for a guy and you don't know how much they cost. Like what's wrong with you? So Chris is running around with a mess of silver bullets. Yeah. So many, <laughs> but we can rest assured that he is on his way. And then, so we get, we go back to Karen, I believe. Um, and I don't mean to be the grief police here. I'm going to say the exact same thing you are. I'm going to agree with you. Karen walks into Doc's office and she sees like something with a sheet over. No, she just sees it's behind like a divider. Yeah. Karen walks in and she sees a divider with like a light on and she goes to see what's behind it. And what's behind it is Terry's like dead body with a chunk missing from her neck. Just mangled. Yeah. And Karen's response is like, huh? (laughs) like like she accepts it so fast she's like oh like like not even like she reacts less than that she 
instantly moves through all five stages of grief and like pulls the sheet over Terry and she's like, ah, man. Oh, oh, well. And I'm like, you just saw this bot. Like you have just happened upon your best friend's mangled body. And she's like, ah, she literally goes like, hmm. And then is like, oh, well, like it's fucking Which, crazy. Like maybe she's in shock. I don't know. I know. But it's like, just, it seems like a strange response. Like if she were in shock, I feel like it would have. I don't know. It was just so like lukewarm, but not nothing enough. Right. I don't know. Yeah, like it was not, really weird. I, yeah, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just a weird choice. Sorry, D. Sorry, we love you, D. But she does take a moment to kind of like be sad over the body. At which point, the body sure sits right on up. And I was like, "Oh, welcome back, Terry." Except it's not Terry, right? Like that was such a misdirect for me as well. I was like, "Oh, Terry's up," but it's not. It's it's Eddie. It's Eddie gets up in his human form. Yeah, but he still kind of looks like a fucking wolf, which is funny. But it's yeah, like, he doesn't look great. And then because she like kind of scampers off a little bit and then like sees we I don't know. We see Terry's body like sat up somewhere else. But I'm like, when the absolute fuck did Eddie have time to get under the sheet and move the body? <laughs> like Karen turned around for like three seconds. I was so I was like, huh? And then I was like, he's about to be such an incel. But he he's not. He's just sort of like. I want to kill you. <laughs> he does say this really weird thing where he's mad at her for breaking his trust. Oh, yeah. That's why I wrote it down. And I, what kind of trust did you two have? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's like he has this weird like it's like that thing of when stalkers are like, no, no, no. She's in love with me, too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just it's weird. But that's also the thing like. I keep forgetting, like, she is a famous newscaster. Right. Like, yeah. several times in the colony, she gets recognized. Yeah. Um, which I guess we haven't mentioned, because it's, it's like, sort of, the, everyone's very calm about it, because she's not, like, an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, we see on the TV and shit. But, um, and I guess that's probably part of it. And that's, like, how Eddie knows who she is. And presumably how she, con- is how he contacts her, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just very gross and creepy and horrible. And then my next series of notes are so reckless because <laughs> I was so stricken by this scene. It's, oh my God. It's out of control. It's fucking, oh my God. He's basically like, look what your friend did to me. And he has a little bullet hole in his head. Like it's all healed up, but you see the little scar. And then he's like, look what your friend did to me. And there's like a little gash in yep. uh, in his his forehead. And he just rips his little head open. He just fingers that head wound. It's so gnarly. He yanks the bullet out. He yanks something out. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I guess really did Terry shoot him? Yeah. I don't know. He rips something out of there. Oh, I thought he meant like the cop from the porn store. The porn store. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know. He pulls something out of his head, guys. And um, we just get the most horrific werewolf transformation in the entire world. It's, if I may, my notes are just like frantic descriptors of what's going on. Oh, God bless. I just stopped. <laughs> so his face just begins bulging in all yeah, directions. It looks like practicals, too. Like It looks I'm sorry to say crazy, but it looks crazy. No, I mean, it does. And his his body is rippling, like his chest is puffing in and out. 
Yeah, everything's like pulsing and bubbling. Yes. And like he's breathing really heavy. And he's just like vibrating. And then we see him growing taller. And like what you said about the pulsing, his face is like rapidly pulsing. Yeah. And that was so, that's what really got me. <clears throat> this was, I... This scene, this scared me so much that I started tearing up. Oh, is that why? I texted her. I was like, this movie made me cry. Like, I nearly had tears coming out of my eyes. I was so scared watching this wolf transformation. It is so grotesque. It goes on for so long. Yes. And like we see so many things happening. Like we see the hair kind of growing. We see the snout start to protrude. It lasts forever. Ever. You see every like part of his body change into a wolf. And like this is unfair but inevitable that I will compare this to an American werewolf in London. That's fair. It's not even really a spoiler for people who haven't seen the movie. Like it's about Good, a because werewolf. I haven't. <laughs> and it has a really iconic werewolf transformation oh, in it. Yeah. And that was it was the first movie to win a special effects Academy Award. Like Whoa. they made that award like for ah, American Werewolf amazing. in London because it's so fucking nuts. That's so fucking cool. And like an American Werewolf in London is my favorite werewolf movie and I love Hell that yeah. movie so much. That's why I say it's not fair for me to compare. It's so like of course oh. I'm like it's better in American Werewolf in London. No, it is. That. But it's also fascinating how different they are. And I think it's really interesting oh, to interesting. compare them. Because in American Werewolf in London, the werewolf is our main character. Like our mm-hmm. protagonist is the one transforming into the werewolf. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so horrifying and upsetting about the scene. It's yeah. like, like, this is our guy. Like, this is me. Yeah. Then like, look at what is happening to my body. And this is so scary. Oh, wow. Whereas like in this scene, we're in Dee Wallace's shoes, watching mm-hmm. this being like, this is gonna kill me look how scary this monster that's gonna kill me is that's really cool those two different types of like they're both very intense fears but they're just so like significantly different that i thought it was really interesting yeah but like i cried i was so scared yeah no well that's because i thought it was gonna be like a meaningful cry and there's like and i was wondering what was gonna happen and then there's a moment where i was like i could see you tearing up about that like that's valid so i was was thinking about that and how it was different from an american werewolf in london and i was like if that was happening right in front of me how fucking scary would that be and that's oh my god started to cry (laughs) that's amazing because I had a second of like, this is taking so long. Why doesn't she just run? Like mm. I was looking at it and I'm like, I'm, I would be so fucking scared. I don't think I could move either. I was eating dinner um, while I was watching this. I was eating oh, vegetables nasty. and thank fuck it was vegetables. Like I, not to be like that, but if like, I'd been eating because I had chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, but if I had been eating meat during this, I think I would have been sick. Because I was like, I was like, am I going to be okay through this? Like I like, because I don't get like sick at things, but I was like, am I going to be sick? It was so gnarly. And Karen is justifiably about as upset as we are. Right. Um, and she's like backing up and she's fumbling for something. And she grabs this like pitcher of something and she throws <laughs> yes. it on the werewolf and it like burns him. Like she just stumbles upon a vat of acid to throw in his face. Right. Okay. I was like, what is that? And why did it work? <laughs> but yeah, it's acid. Like, that makes some, sense. It's like how you drove something acid. It's some kind yeah, of acid. Yeah. 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 No, you're actually totally right. That's, so, saying, funny. that's so funny. She's like fumbling for something, fumbling for something. Ah this acid will do (laughs) um that's so funny that's true but she she throws uh acid on him and he like obviously recoils because he's still like an alive thing Mm -hmm. and she gets outside and it's the guy who was roasting the pig earlier 
and Sam the cop and they're like you're coming with us young lady and I was like fuck all the way off are they about to pin these murders on her because she's like in therapy camp right but actually uh it's worse (laughs) oh god is it ever and this is also this is another non sequitur. It's just a very brief intercut, but it made me laugh so fucking hard. It's just like to let us know that Chris is still on his way to the oh, colony. Yeah. But it cuts to him and he's like at a gas station or something. Doesn't matter. And someone like yells at him, Not all of us have enough money for a Mazda. And I like had to pause the movie. No, you're right. It's so funny. And it's just to show us like he's on his way, but he's running into things that are slowing him down. Yeah, there's someone getting gas in front of him. No, it's hilarious. (laughs) But back to the terror, torture, horror house of death. (laughs) Literally. Um, So she gets hauled off into a barn and the barn is just full of people. Somebody is like dead and bloody and we can see like their ribs protruding and they're strapped to like a board and i thought it was chris but it seems like it wasn't like maybe it's terry i don't really know yeah they just have this fucking corpse like massacred body because at one point she asks about oh no she asks about bill and they're like he's one of us now i'm like so who the fuck is this but it could be terry that's true then everyone is standing in a circle around her staring at her and that's never good that's not where you want to be yeah everyone's like on different levels like menacing her from afar or near this was again where it felt very invasion of the body snatchers to me because they're trying to convince her why she wants to be bitten and why it's so much nicer yeah don is like no it's gonna be great um and then they bring doc out and it almost seems like he's struggling and she runs to him and she's like doc and he's like all right no (laughs) like it's so funny he's like all right no (laughs) like it seems like maybe it's the kind of thing where he started this but then he got in too deep or yeah it it got out of his control and now it's it's this big mess that he can't fix yeah this is where i lost the plot a little bit because this argument breaks out basically between Earl and Marsha and Doc, and it seems like they're all kind of taking different positions on things. Yeah, this seems to be like the morality crux of the movie, where like they're trying to, they're arguing about the best way to be a werewolf and like the best way to operate in this society. Yeah, and it's, I don't really get what Earl's perspective is because he was saying like, oh, we should stop killing humans, we should just eat cows like we used to. But then it seems like he's arguing against the cows and they're like, the humans are our cattle and like, blah, 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 blah. It's all just like a way of uh, cycling back into the overarching theme of the movie, which is like a very common theme in a lot of horror movies of what makes humans human and like what separates us from animals and monsters. Right. And like, can you control the beast? Yeah. It's just like, it's a... It's like a crux of a lot of horror movies. Yeah. And so I think this is just tying that in. Yeah. I think it's just difficult because there is like, it seems like there are three perspectives that aren't articulated very clearly. Yeah. But what we do get is that Marsha is like very anti-Doc and his like new age werewolf yeah. bullshit. Basically, she's like, well, you said we can control it and we like can't. And Marsha's basically, she stages a mutiny. She's like, fuck yeah. this. Right. Marsha went, Marsha went rogue. Marsha's going rogue. <laughs> And Chris is in the doctor's office. He's finally gotten here. There's like stuff's playing in the background. Like the tape is playing, which I realized now was totally not an answering machine. It was definitely just a fucking tape recorder. Yeah. Um, we don't see um, Eddie hit play. Or like, I, don't, he, 
I think he plays it later because it's like a very deliberate thing of like listen to your girlfriend dying. Yeah, but I think it. But I think it is. I think he recorded over some of one of Doc's tapes mm-hmm. because we hear Doc going like 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 Hanthropy is a mental disorder that many people yeah. are afflicted with, and right. I was like, no. <laughs> if that's true, I've got it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, what do you mean? Um, but yeah, so it's like playing like Doc's tapes and then all of a sudden the tape changes, uh, I think because Eddie recorded over it and we hear screaming and it's, yeah. um, it's Terry. And I think he doesn't know that it's Terry because later he's like asking for her and I'm like, oh my God, you listen to your girlfriend dying and you don't even know it. And that's so like chilling to me. It's so horrifying. But Eddie walks out, I think at this point. Looking tragic holy shit the acid burned his whole shit up yeah like it's horrifying um and he says just the most bone chilling line while we listen to terry dying and he says i like a woman with a sexy voice and then he goes oh yeah listen to this part right here i just got (laughs) full body chills when you said it is dis because i said it how he says it which is like oh yeah yeah." it's disgusting I feel gross. Like, like it's incredible. It. Like, yeah. Way to go, sir. It is fucking chilling. Robert Picardo, way to go. Um, so he's being really nasty and like sexualizing Terry's death in front of yeah. Chris, which is horrendous. And he starts getting all like bubbly and transforming. <laughs> yeah, again. and I said, oh, we don't need to do this again. And Chris is like, we don't need to do this again. He goes, yeah. fuck this, and he shoots him with a silver bullet. To be clear, he doesn't say fuck this, but that's the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and basically at this point, um, the next thing I have is that he tells everyone else he has silver bullets. Yeah, Chris is just kind of shooting anyone in sight with silver bullets. <laughs> which, like, to be fair, rogue. everyone at the colony is a werewolf, so he's nice yeah. up Karen. So he's not wrong, really. No, he's right to do it. And yeah. so I kind of hate that a man had to do all the work yeah. and swoop in and save the that day and our main character just had a lot of nightmares yeah that's actually fucking really annoying like make him the it. main character if you want him to be the main yeah. character i don't know yeah no you're right and like also he should be like maybe debilitated by grief or something something but he's too stupid to figure out his girlfriend's dead <laughs> <laughs> that was um, mean no i liked it he's not real his feelings can't that's be hurt. very true yeah um but also so basically they're like you can't kill us with guns idiot and he's like actually these are silver bullets and i'm like maybe don't tell them (laughs) yeah why not sneak attack them that's some leverage but now they know and he starts shooting them and he shoots doc and as doc goes down he goes oh thank god i thought that was fascinating yeah no it's interesting he's like i got my out yeah it almost seems like he got werewolfed and then like because he's a like psychologist or something or a psychiatrist or god knows what specifically he's a doctor quote unquote (laughs) man has become monster yeah i was literally he's like releasing his book to the whole world in an attempt to get people prepped for werewolves because he really does seem like no we can coexist we can be like chill with the humans and everything i guess he maybe wanted to raise the cattle to eat i don't fucking know um point is he's relieved to be dying which i thought was like a little funny and no it was funny to say thank god um, but he got like trapped in this role maybe that he didn't ever want. But this was the only way he could think to like cope was by yeah. like maybe trying to control it and like quell the violence that could have come out of it, which is interesting. I still hate him. But sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that could be fun. So they slam the barn doors shut with the wolves inside. 
and lock it's like the door practically open the wolves are like beaten on the door and they're, it's like they're busting through yeah like they they like you know like lock it shut by sliding the rifle in between the handles but i'm like that door is not closed it's not gonna <laughs> hold so they have a brief amount of time to douse the whole place in gasoline and then set it on fire Woohoo! and then i, I said yet again midsummer holy yep. shit burning everything in a barn like come on but it's also funny because it takes the wolves like a minute to break through the wood like we see it start to happen but then like uh chris and karen like escape and they get to his car and then after having such a difficult time punching through the wood one of the werewolves punches through the roof of the car with complete ease yes. which i thought was funny like i know it's for dramatic tension but it made me laugh it was I like think, wood oh no but this fucking metal roof i got it i think they managed to shake the wolf off and drive away yeah but then as they're driving away they get intercepted by the sheriff what's his face sam and i think sam and he's a wolf too you betcha and he starts shooting at them and it's just a big old shootout they shot the sheriff tee and then <laughs> their fucking car explodes. Yeah. So they get into the cop car to drive away. And then all of a sudden, everyone is a werewolf. They're surrounded by like four werewolves. Yet they are swarmed by wolves. Like, where do these guys come from? And one wolf punches through the back window and grabs yeah, her and yeah. bites her. You bet I'm your like, ass. No. Sorry, I didn't even realize. No, you're right. I mean, I punched my notebook so hard that my hand hurt for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, and it was because you made a succession joke. So don't feel bad. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Also, there's like a body in the back seat. So what happens there is that she shoots the wolf that has bitten her. It mm-hmm. turns back into a human. And it was Bill, her husband. Oh, right. His fucking tattoo. Yeah. Because you see the tattoo. And I was like, that doesn't look like an animal head. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So he bit her and she shot him and killed him. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's crazy. And then she says, which is an interesting first thing to say, she says, "We have to warn people. We have to make them believe." Which like is right, but like yeah. a weird gut reaction. Yeah, it's not like, "Oh my god, that was my husband." <laughs> yeah. And then there's kind of a silly cut of a group of wolves standing on the side of the road, howling in despair, and they look kind of silly. And then we get a broadcast. We get we go back to the news, and they're talking about this like wildfire started basically from so the barn. I am. Is this the fire is currently happening? It sounds like it's still going, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I remembered like that can happen in California and anywhere. Oh, that's true. Because uh, I was interpreting that as this is the same night. No, but that's what it seems like, which doesn't make any sense. So it's unclear. Due to what happens, it seems like it has to be the same night. Yeah, wait, you're right. Yeah, she just went straight from the scene of all of that to her job. I don't know. No, it's weird. It's definitely weird. And like somehow it's been dark out for a long time, but it's like exactly time for like the eight o'clock news or whatever. But she's getting all gussied up to do her little report. Little report. That was so condescending. No. (laughs) To do her little report. Because she starts doing her report and we can see what the script is. We can see that she's going off script. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin McCarthy has the most hilarious line delivery where his head like snaps to someone. He goes, what the hell is this? An editorial? And I (laughs) cackled. No, it's so good. Uh, So I wrote go off Karen because she's like everyone we all have like dark and light inside us. And it's like our choice in this world to like 
choose which will f- it's our choice to choose jesus um it's up to us in this life to choose what we like allow and like what we follow and what we believe and everything um and she says some people have had that choice taken away from them and i was like oh interesting she's not gonna demonize the wolves right or the werewolves like holy shit <laughs> that's really cool and then she says there is a secret society living among us and everyone is bugging dude yeah they're like cut away cut away and chris is like no also before she goes on he's like i don't know if i can go through with this and she's like you have to and i'm like yes all chris's whole job is just like telling people to not stop and i'm like that's not that big a deal um but then here's the thing (laughs) is that karen says and i'm about to show you all something that you won't believe or whatever she says i have proof fuck yeah um and she gets up I just said, holy shit. She does. I literally wrote, yo, let's go, bitch. This fucks. Like, I freaked out. I wrote every curse word I knew. She wolfs all the way out, baby. Live on television. It's nuts. And there's Um, a hysterical cut to people at home watching. Yeah. And they're just like, the fuck? (laughs) They're like, oh, special effects. Like, no one believes. There's a little kid who's like, uh, there's two kids watching the TV and you can hear their mom be like, kids, what are you watching? And he goes, the news. The news lady just turned into a werewolf. Yeah. it's so. And the thing is, like, it's so funny in uh, in a lot of ways, but it's also so frustrating because nobody fucking believes that they're like, well, crazy what you can do with special effects these days. And I'm like, no. It's very War of the Worlds. She's also like a cute werewolf, yes, which is just, so annoying. Is that what you're going to say? She looks like a puppy. Like she looks cute. She looks like a little dog. She looks like a little stuffed animal. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, she has like cute little button eyes. It's ridiculous. But as she wolfs out and is not as terrifying as she should be realistically, because um, she's a woman. Because right. we never see Marsha wolf all the way out. Nope. She's the only woman we see go full wolf. It's so fucking annoying. It's the same thing in zombie where like fucking boob lady. Yeah. She turns into a zombie and she looks the exact same. Just like a little <laughs> pale. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking infuriating. But after she wolfs out, Chris gets up with the fucking rifle and shoots her with a silver bullet. Shoots her in the face on live TV. Yeah. And, and they're like, cut, cut. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy screams, switch. And then it switches to a dog food commercial. Yes. And the voiceover is going, doesn't that look good? And I yelled. It's out of fucking control. But like, if that didn't fuck severely enough, we cut to a bar (laughs) and these, this guy's like, that's bullshit. That's all fake. I can't believe they're doing that. And then one guy's like, no, that's real. That's a werewolf. And they're like, so be me. I'd be like, that really happened. Yeah. No. And they're like, you're drunk. And he's like, doesn't mean I'm not right. Um, and then we pan down and the camera's focused on this guy. And I'm like, first of all, he's right. He is drunk and he is correct. (laughs) Yeah. You can be two things at once. Let men be more than one thing. Drunk and right. Men contain multitudes. (laughs) Yeah. Alcohol and factual information. Men's rights activist podcast. So they pan down the bar and there's this guy and the camera really focuses on him. And I'm like, have we seen him before or something? And he's like, barkeep, get me a burger, please. And he's like, and one for the lady. And he's like, how do you want it cooked? And the camera pans over. And guess who the fuck it is, baby? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Move over, sis. It's Marsha. <laughs> and guess what the fuck Marsha does? She orders her burger rare. Directly into the camera, might I add. <laughs> yeah. And then the movie's over. 
the movie's over and the credits roll over this hamburger cooking on the grill it's the fucking like best end credits of all time just it's zooming in so on this good. hamburger and the guy like fucks up the flip like so yeah. much meat gets so much the grill. yeah yeah and the thing is though that it's not rare he cooks it so much it's gray. <laughs> like i don't i don't eat meat hamburgers i eat fake meat hamburgers but even i know the difference between rare and well done yeah no, i like it was gray it was gray and then riley did you watch all the way through i cut i think a little bit after the burger flip there's more baby i fucking knew it because i wrote down these are the best end credits of all time i love them like how can you say that you didn't finish them i bet something else happens it does what happened we cut to a tv and it's showing this scene that is familiar, but I don't remember fucking from where. And it's like this old lady and she has like a little head wrap on. I think it's the werewolf movie that Terry and Chris were watching. It's the movie that Terry and Chris were watching together, <laughs> not the cartoon. And she says something and the man runs out and I don't remember what they say. And I was like, I forget why this is relevant, but ah, that's so thrilling. But that's what it was. It was the werewolf movie they uh. were watching. How cool is that shit? Literally best end credits of all time. They're so amazing. funny. It's it so, so cool. Good. So, Tara, I said that like I was scolding you. (laughs) I didn't like that. So, Tara, final thoughts on The Howling? This movie is really good. Like, I know I said I fell asleep during it. The thing is, the beginning's a little slow. No, I fell asleep during it, too, but, like, I liked it. I was just sleepy. It's good. Yeah, we're just tired gals in this go-go millennial world. But it's, it's it's, it's, like, good, and then the end, like, the last half hour is so fucking fantastic i was hooting i was hollering i was having i was having so much fun watching she was crying movie. i cried crying, I screaming was so throwing up shitting shaking pissing shitting throwing up i was so scared i cried i love it's that just shit. good man it's so good it's so good and like i i don't need to mention it but american werewolf in london is still my favorite werewolf movie fuck yeah it's like it just was in the back of my mind the whole time yeah. i was watching this movie tara if you had to guess what the Bravo and you do because I'm making it <laughs> what the Bravo TV network chose as the 81st scariest movie moment of all time from the howling. What would you say? I feel like it has to fucking be the werewolf transformation. That's what I would have thought as well, except for the fact that what they said was the werewolf attacking Terry, that scene. Why do they always do this? Like, it's scary. Yeah. But, like, but it's not as scary as the transformation. Like, like maybe I'm biased because I almost shed a tear over it. But no. I think it was way scarier. Absolutely. I don't know. No, you're right. Don't doubt yourself right now. That's stupid. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like they, they think if it's not an action sequence that they can't pick it. And I think that's so yeah. silly. But sometimes the parameters are just so odd. Yeah. I feel like it's an outdated view of horror. Like, that's true it is granted it is over 15 years old so yeah not to, and like not to be like horror was bad in the 2000s but i know there's like oh, the whole revival yeah. argument and everything and i just feel like um so my favorite movies was are different. 2000s horror movies like yeah, we love like, the 2000s absolutely um but the culture was just different then and i feel yeah. like it was very like oh action right instead of just like i'm so scared i want to cry <laughs> yeah i feel like and now we're in such a heyday of like psychological horror and trauma like, grief yeah no like really though like i'm just thinking about midsummer we're like <laughs> no yeah um i don't remember even who said it but someone who saw it that i was talking to was like i feel like nothing happens in that movie and i was like well <laughs> my life changed yeah. i was like i just yeah i had a fucking panic attack about it i was like texting you like i have to make art <laughs> yeah my legs were shaking after midsummer it was crazy my, i think mine were too 
right like my body was like freaking out it was amazing i remember like feeling like dissociative because like i remember yes, like holding yes. the door open for the person behind me and just feeling like Bwah. and like we like locked <laughs> eyes and I was like, yeah yeah holy shit <laughs> did their heads start growing yeah <laughs> so this segment of the bravo special was actually kind of light which was a bummer it was like oh, really shoot. short no and hardly anyone said anything but d wallace was there so that was oh, fun yay. Um, and Joe Dante, the director, was there. Oh, and hell yeah. He talked about how much he liked seeing people's reactions to it, which I think is sweet. And he was saying something about how it was screening on, like, two different theaters in the same movie theater. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, Like, one yeah. was upstairs and one was downstairs. And he would, like, watch people watch it downstairs and, like, run upstairs Aww. to see people watch the same scene. And I thought that was cute. That's really cute. I really like that a lot. And there's, like, a couple of film critics and other people, but it's really just people being, like, monsters are scary, huh? And that's it. They move on. That's so funny. Yep. Boo. I wanted to hear about the special effects. I know. Like, who did that? That was crazy. Were those practicals? I'm curious. I wonder if they are. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? So get this. Next week, we're watching Poltergeist. (gasps) Fuck, fuck. Oh, my God. (laughs) From the year 1982. Directed by Toby fucking Hooper. I'm scared. The Haunted House movie. Might I add, they're here. Ah! I love this movie so much. This is one of the ones I've been afraid to watch. So that's going to be interesting. It's so good. I I don't need to say how good Poltergeist is. We know how good Poltergeist is. But it's so good. I love it so much. Classic, iconic, show-stopping, beautiful, (laughs) game-changing. I love it. It was a movie I didn't watch until, like, it was sometime deep in quarantine. Like, 2020 was the first time I watched it. Wow, that's crazy. I was late to the game on Poltergeist. Look at us go. But God, is it good. It has kind of like a fraught and a little tragic uh, production history, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, is this the one where everybody's like, it's cursed? Yeah. Which is a little tasteless. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that next week. So if you want to join us on our journey, you can watch The Poltergeist. I just looked and it's available on Tubi for free. Oh, hell yeah. I think anyway. I hope that's not the 2015 one. Uh, you can also follow us on our social medias. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fright Your Life. You can follow me at Tara Elwood on Twitter. And you can follow Riley at Riley Cassidy one. That's the number one, not O-N-E. You, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> one brain cell. There it is. Um, and join us next week as we try to give you the, the fright, fright of, of your, your life. life. Woo. <laughs>